Geekish Cast is a member of the Astro Panda Productions Network. Yeah, let's go there. We're going to go into Katie's bedroom because the connection is stronger. Internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> let's be clear on that. <laughs> Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me today are the creators, writers, directors, and leads of the web series My Roommates and Escort, Katie Ullman and Trish Renone. How are you all doing? Good. Thanks for having us, Jeremy. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. And just so we can sync up uh, names to voices, uh, Trish, why don't you say hello real quick? Hello, this is Trish Renoni. And Katie? Hey, this is Katie Allman. And just so we know real quick, if you two were in a fist fight, who would win? Probably Trish. Okay, there we go. So I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting a star by her name. <laughs> probably happen eventually <laughs> <laughs> so well you guys are you you've created written and uh katie you are directing your series uh my roommates and escort but just so we get a little background info on you how long have you guys known each other how long have you been working together uh we met in january 2016 mm-hmm. and started working together two days later yeah something like that how'd you and how'd you meet it was um, over wine at a birthday party. Nice. <laughs> where all of our relationships begin. Over wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and complaining. We were complaining about things. Yeah, we were, because uh, we're both a- actors, obviously, so we uh, mm-hmm. weren't getting the opportunities for the roles we wanted, so mm-hmm. we've both had a lot of smaller roles in film and TV, and then we decided to get together and uh, write a web series. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started right away, and we've been spending way too much time together ever since. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> we are not sitting in your bed right now together. <laughs> yeah, the connection's better in my bedroom. The internet connection. Uh, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Oh, cheap jokes. They are awesome. So, uh, well, I guess I, I should probably ask them, which, uh, Katie, what is your favorite wine? Oh, I'll drink anything. Okay, that's a good answer. Uh, I drink, yeah, I drink mostly, like, I'll order. I'll usually order the house red because uh, it's uh, cheap. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good reason. That's a good answer. It. That's a really good one. And, Trish, how about you? Um, well, wine, wine, wine. Um... I'm trying not to drink wine, but you know we all we all have our moments. There's a time and a place, and when I do have wine, I'm going to say, I don't know. I like something kind of like I like Malbec. Oh, oh okay. actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer to my favorite wine is from Casadea Estates Winery because they yes. sponsored our show, <laughs> and they're awesome. There they're you really go. Great. They it's... do have delicious wine. They do, and I used to work there as a teenager pruning vines, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take all the credit for the wine now. Yeah, so, yeah. Go so uh, yeah, so Casadea is your favorite wine. So we'll just go with that as the answer cool. then. They're, all right. Yeah, they've been good to us. Cool. So you guys, you guys meet at a party or a wine, yeah. a wine event of some kind. Um, yeah. What were you talking about, and where did the idea for your show come from? We were complaining about roommates and ex-boyfriends. Yeah, I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship at the time and was 
it was literally like the day after the breakup and I was just a total wreck. And (laughs) this is a really interesting story. Um, I actually am so surprised that that was a couple of days later because on the outs, like I didn't get that impression. Really? I just thought you were really nice and really funny. Oh, that's so nice. Well, you know, out of tragedy comes (laughs) a web series. At least a few jokes. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know. It was like cold in Toronto, Canada, January. Mm -hmm. And I uh, stopped myself from crying and went out to this birthday and met Trish and I don't know yeah we were complaining about like dating and Mm -hmm. men and then and initially we were going to make a series called learn from my mistakes oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) all the mistakes we've made (laughs) that still could be a series (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of material (laughs) oh yeah that's that's something you could be working on concurrently just have all the scripts ready to go that when you're done shooting this you just move on to the next one I think that's called my diary. Yeah. <laughs> my daily life. Yeah. We're logging it. We're logging it, Jeremy. Do we really want to get into that? Yeah. So, um, then, uh, yeah. What else did we talk about? I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly just remembered, like, I knew who Katie was. Katie has quite the following here in Toronto. Actually, in LA. we're, you know, just in the entertainment business from having Katie Chats. And I don't know, we just hit it off. Mm-hmm. Like I had known of you, but we just, yeah, we just started chatting. And um, I knew that she was a go-getter and had made her own film Pyramid Scheme. And um, I had just made a little horror film and that I produced and re- co-wrote. And uh, I don't know, I just, sometimes when you meet someone that you're on the same kind of... Um, I don't know. We just had mutual goals, and it just kind of worked out. Yeah, <laughs> and we both had, like, enough... Well, we both have day jobs, so we don't have that much time on our hands, but we were both, like, single, so we all of our spare time we could just spend together working on this. Yeah. That sounds really bad. No, like, not yeah, at all. But if you had had serious relationships yeah, in this hard. past year, they would have, like, told, we would have really neglected our it's, boyfriends. Yeah, because, you know, when you're dating someone, they can not always be super supportive. When you're in a demanding industry, it's it's it can be hard. So yeah. we had that on our side as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hopefully that doesn't sound too negative. I, but, yeah, we just had, we had the time. We don't have kids. We aren't <laughs> locked down, so we just had yeah. time to write together yeah. and produce. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. So did you guys come, I mean, did you literally come up with the idea for a series at that event, or did you just kind of pitch ideas to each other over another meeting? Mm. Yeah, so the next time we got together at a coffee shop, um, and we ended up, we, yeah, at first we were talking about dating, and then we started talking about roommates because we both had a number of roommates living in the city, mm-hmm. you know, to keep uh, rent down and whatnot, mm-hmm. being struggling artists. Um, and uh, and then we thought, you know what, it's maybe more interesting to focus on a story between two women, two roommates, something that we have a lot, a lot of experience with, mm-hmm. as opposed to women's you know a woman's relationship with men because that's something that we have seen a lot Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's really about this dynamic between these two female characters yeah Mm -hmm. well cool let's um let's go ahead and talk a little about that what is the give me kind of your quick pitch what is my roommates and escort about so it's about two women living under one roof and 
people have their issues and you just don't realize how intertwined you can become in their issues until you move under one roof with them. Whether it be a boyfriend or a friend or yeah. a stranger or whatever. People can really, you know, just, you can get so tangled up in, in their actions and they can affect you. And you just, you, when you're living under one roof with someone, they just, they can totally ruin your life, basically. So basically, <laughs> Trisha's character, Heather, puts out an ad for a new roommate. Kesha comes along um, and she moves in. She's really sketchy and she may or may not be an escort. And Heather is a really bad Nancy Drew type character who's trying to get to the bottom of Kesha and what she does. But she's, Heather is so non-confrontational to a fault. And I think a lot of us are. We don't want to always address address issues because we don't want, you know, to offend anyone and that type of thing. But because Heather won't address any issues, the problems just compound and compound until Kesha ruins Heather's life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it kind of just, like, goes downhill real, real fast. <laughs> and I just want to say this because I just went home yesterday for the day. And I just want to say that Heather's dad isn't based on my dad because <laughs> <laughs> my dad pays a visit in the show and um, my poor dad, <laughs> everyone's asking me, is that really your, like, is that how your dad really is? Yeah. So <laughs> the, the d- daddy, the character's name is daddy. And he, it's a little controversial. Kesha may or may not hit on daddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, dad. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're in trouble with, <laughs> with the wife. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Oh, that's funny stuff. <laughs> so did that, let me see here. Did that premieres this month or premiered this month? When did it? When yeah. You, okay. Yeah. It premiered a week ago. Yeah, it came out on Monday. Five uh, days ago. Five days ago. Uh, you, it's on myroommatesandescort.com. It's on YouTube, My Roommates and Escort. We're on Facebook, My Roommates and Escort. Twitter, at Escort Roommate. And Instagram, at My Roommates and Escort. <laughs> Can you remember that? Yeah, we're like literally all over the place. We're just going to spam the entire internet. Yeah, we're like annoying <laughs> a lot like of us. Yeah, we're annoying a lot of people right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only way for people to find out about you these days, right? That's yeah. true. You got to be your own biggest cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Is that what it's come to? We really like it. <laughs> five out of five stars, says Katie Elman and Trisha to go on our poster. <laughs> oh, God. I always thought if it's I ever. to stop laughing at our own jokes. No, that's fine. I always thought if I ever wrote my own book, I'd like, you know, just have my, my mom and my dad write the, the blurbs for the back page, you know? It's it's pretty okay, you know, Jeremy's dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no kidding. I feel like my parents would say the same. It's pretty okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my parents. She's had... all right. <laughs> yeah, my parents had a few notes, but uh, I was like, hey guys. No, my parents actually really really like this. Mm-hmm. Cool. Too. And well, they've gone to some other things that I've been in, and they've been like, well, we liked you in that. Yeah. I'm like. Okay, thanks. The, the costumes were really good. Well, yeah. could, could you imagine how much? Great. Could you imagine how much worse it would be if your parents went to something like that and they came out and said, "I loved everything in it except you. You were a little, oh, yeah, little lackluster." God, that'd be yeah. terrible. You know what? I'm sure it's. Oh, I'm sure it's happened to somebody. Yeah. 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 yeah probably. Probably somebody parents. with the last name Barrymore. 
maybe. I Parents, don't know. they can be real assholes. Did that happen to, to Verity? Well, just that's a big acting family, and you know somebody had big britches at some point and kind of cut their oh. kid down. I'm just assuming, but we've all been in those uh, around those kind of people, <laughs> you know. Well, if Drew's listening, you're doing real well. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> we would cast you, Drew. Yeah, yeah. and I'm and I'm not even necessarily talking about her, but I'm just talking about that family yeah, in general. Years. Yeah. Right. So, Drew Barrymore, if you're listening, season two, you got yourself a role. There you go. <laughs> we feel bad for your family's history. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, they're not the Carradines, but, you know. Yeah. How cute was she in E.T.? <sighs> you know, I haven't seen that movie in 30 years, so I don't remember. Mm. You need to watch it again. It's yeah. a classic. Well, you know, I, here's another one for you. Do you guys know uh, The NeverEnding Story? Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm going to be interviewing the childlike empress next weekend. Really? But, but here's the thing. I don't remember the movie at all, like at all. So just don't tell anybody. Okay. It's okay. I honestly watch so many movies and I do forget what I forget them. Mm -hmm. I literally will sometimes forget that I've seen, seen a movie. Maybe, maybe something's wrong with me. <laughs> don't tell my insurance company. Oof, <laughs> don't, yeah. Just kidding, I don't have one. <laughs> Living on the edge. <laughs> You're crazy. The good thing is you can just go on YouTube and look up a few clips and then right. just, just look up the flying dog because that's like the best part. Okay, and, cool. Um, and yeah, it's like Cole's Notes. Yeah. Did you have Cole's? Uh, we had Cliff's Notes here. Yeah, Cliff's Notes. That's how I got through high school. And look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> Living with roommates. <laughs> well, so let me let me ask you guys a little bit. Cause, I mean, you do have a background in, in entertainment and showbiz. So, um, and just because these are the orders, I have your names written down, not because I'm playing favorites or anything. Katie. <laughs> Sure, sure. What got yeah. you? What got you involved in? Uh, well, in the entertainment industry, or acting, or writing, or any of it? What was your first real love in entertainment, and how'd you get there? Um, I started doing theater in high school and loved it, and then I did went to university and did some. I did a degree in drama and psychology, and continued doing theater and community theater, and I just kind of always knew. Um, well, my parents didn't present it as a career option, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which was very practical of them looking mm -hmm. back. <laughs> and, yes. um, so I didn't realize I could pursue it uh, as a job, but I, uh, I actually went to university first year for life sciences um, to become a doctor. Uh, and I did that for a year. And then I realized I, it, it was not what I wanted, and then I switched into drama and was like, I'm committed to pursuing uh, being an actor, and then never looked back and just have been going for it. And then directing is something that's been new to me the last couple years. So I directed, uh, co-directed a short film and then directed this uh, web series. So that, that's that been super Woo! exciting. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. And uh, it's interesting to put all the different puzzle pieces together and get to work with so many different people on all the different aspects of production and post-production. And I love actors, um, and I work in casting as my day job. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's awesome. It's so it's such a it's a it's a great community to be a part of, and uh, I love comedy. So that's the 
That, am I answering your question? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think I think you did. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you okay. Know. I mean, it tells me you were going to be a doctor, but you decided acting would be a more lucrative career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And I chose this life. <laughs> yeah. Congrats on not being a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And Trish, that's how about you? Out there. <laughs> so how about you, Trish? How did you get into it? Oh, let's see. Well, the same sort of thing happened. I loved drama in high school, so draw I did a drama class and that was my favorite and um, didn't really pay attention in any other class. Sorry, teachers. Um, and then I got to the age where I had to go to university or college. We have the choice here in Canada. And my parents said, you have the grades to go to university, go to university. So I took film studies. I ended up switching. I did psychology. I worked with kids with autism for a while. And um, my dad told me I would never make any money in, in the film business. So I listened to him, and then I got involved in a business with him, and um, we lost money. So then after that, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go do what doesn't make money as opposed to what loses money and actually follow my dreams and follow my heart. So that's when I moved to Toronto to pursue filmmaking. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the, so I came at it. I, yeah. I came like I had done a few other things with my life, and then, yeah. Well, I was going to say, you're a little harder to make fun of, because I'm not going to make a joke about somebody who works with autistic kids. <laughs> you know? Oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was the best. That was, like, the best job. I liked it. Yeah. I love that you did that. So cool. It was a lot of fun. I got to play a lot of blocus, and I got to look at a lot of toilet seats. I worked with this one kid who was obsessed with toilet seats. Yeah. So his reward after we would do our therapy sessions, um, his mom would say, go take him to look at toilet seats. Fascinating. So I would take him to Home Depot, and he would tell me about all the different toilet seats, Aww. and he would point out what he loved about them. He was the best. Hi, Sebastian. So, uh, <laughs> that's see, that's kind of interesting to me, because I'm a plumbing salesman. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. He would love to shadow you at work. I, I should probably at least get you a catalog or something for the, for the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he loved toilets. That is so funny. And he's like, to be uh, fair, yeah. toilets are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> toilets? I don't know. I shit in the bushes. I don't know, but like, think of the world without them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, toilets are what separates man from the animal, really. <laughs> they are, toilets are what makes us civilized, I believe. Yeah. Right. I know. Like, I, I, I am a fan. <laughs> yeah, good point. Although, like, you'd be pooping in a hole. Mm -hmm. But, and I have, <laughs> I I love the outdoors. I go on a canoe trip almost every single year. This is Katie, who in the show, whose character says she doesn't go camping. Yeah, actually, yeah, I am not. Well, Katie's not really like her character. I'm not really like my character. So I, I used to work at, at anyway. I used to work up north in a place called Algonquin Park for like three years, and uh, I don't mind being in nature and doing my business in nature. Mm -hmm. But it, it, there is something to be said for. Uh, Toilet paper. The throne. Yeah. <laughs> As some may say. You know what? I'm actually learning some things about you that I didn't know. Really? I didn't know about Algonquin Park. Well, there you go. Oh. Look, Jeremy, you're bringing us together. That's yeah. good. That's that's what Jeremy, I hope to that's what Jeremy I hope to facilitate as a uh, as a podcast host. Algonquins. Um Algonquins. They were one of the tribes in the Iroquois Confederacy, yes? Yes. Okay, and yes. you have an amazing general knowledge of a lot of things. Yeah. 
I get bored quickly, but I love to read, so I dart around a lot. Oh, who knew? Yeah. That's awesome. Reading. It's a good yeah. pastime. It is. I wish it I is. had more general knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good yeah. That's um. That's why a lot of people won't play Trivial Pursuit with me twice. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. You're one of those. Yep. <laughs> I don't know a lot about one particular thing, but I know a little about damn near everything. Cool. Do <laughs> yeah. you speak other languages? Uh, not not really, not very well. I did learn Greek and Latin, uh, not to speak, but to read and write when I was younger. Cool. Uh, and You're like, I, not really, just Greek, the hardest language and Latin. Latin. Yeah, How many and, senses in Latin? Uh, well, there, there's the six primary, which would be, and God, now I'm talking about stuff I haven't looked at in 20 years, but, you know, there'd be your first, first, second, third, um, and then you'd have to have all your verbs work in agreement with all your now. God, I don't know. I can't answer that question anymore, but it was a lot. Super complicated. Yeah. 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 That sounds, my brain hurts just hearing that. Yeah. Well, you should be, pr- you should be proud of yourself for following through on that. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to it's learn. Impressive. Yeah, I keep trying to learn French every few years, but the spelling blows my head off, and I I, I can't make sense of it. You know. Nous pouvons aider toi avec ton français. I said we can help you with your French. Oh, fantastic! We're, we're, Cana- we're Canadian. We're Canadians, so technically we are supposed to speak French. We um, may we. <laughs> now, see, here's the thing. So. <laughs> my well, my family is actually French Canadian originally, but back when they uh, back when they were there, it was just called France, though. New France. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah. My last name used to have like forty five letters in it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've always felt like I should learn French, but then I start trying, and I'm like, no, it just doesn't make sense to me. But you don't know Spanish? Um, no. But you know what? When I worked as a plumber, I knew Spanish well enough to get get some stuff done and order dinner and things in Spanish. But not mm-hmm. using it, it falls out pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I have, you're doing well with this English thing. So. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I have a pretty hard time with English, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. Um Oh, yes. Yeah. Let me see here. <laughs> so now that we've thoroughly beat up somebody else's language, where was I? <laughs> Let me see here. Oh, so um, well, I actually had a question. Of course, it completely mm. fell out of my head. So let's do this. Why don't you okay. tell me a little bit about, uh, Trish, why don't you tell me a little bit about Heather? Heather is like we were, I think we were talking about this, how she's non-confrontational. Um, she's, she tries to be really polite mm-hmm. and she's, um, which isn't always just because you're polite doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're nice because she does talk a lot about Kesha behind her back. And, um, she's from a small town. She is close with her dad, but then he, he comes for a visit and yeah, anyways, um, She's got this one friend, and that's it. So she's a little bit, you know, she's still kind of new in the big city, and she's a little bit naive. And I think she thinks Kesha's pretty cool, even though Kesha's kind of doing things to her that she doesn't like. She's, uh, I think she kind of, in a way, admires Kesha and thinks Kesha's the cool girl, and that's why she maybe hangs out with her a bit and goes Mm -hmm. out. Because they do have a couple of moments where they seem to bond. Yeah. Yeah. So So what was it that... Yeah, what was it that brought uh, Heather to the city? 
Well, Heather, you know. Are, are we getting into spoilers if we ask that? <laughs> I mean, we have, you know, we didn't really flush that out because, the like, we have flushed it out um, between the two of us, but we didn't necessarily show you that in the, the first season because the episodes are so short. Gotcha. But that's something we will expand on and explore um, in the second season or if you know, if we yeah. ever got picked up, but we don't want to give that away. So yeah, oh, okay. yeah. history is yours. It's uh, yeah, we have a few things, yeah. But when we're talking to some networks and stuff, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, people have opinions on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. That's people have lots of opinions. Cool. Well, Katie, Katie, do. can you tell us a little bit about Kesha then? Yeah. Um. So Kesha is a big city girl. She's really uh stylish mm-hmm. she's supposed to be kind of that quintessential downtown girl um she's very li- she lives for the moment um she doesn't really think about her actions too much she just kind of goes for what she wants she's not intentionally mean she's just really outspoken and doesn't think things through and then she ends up accidentally hurting people in her wake mm-hmm. um and she's charming and a lot of fun mm-hmm. um and she uh like it's we don't ever like all of her uh dealings with men are implied in the show uh but she is she's she's not afraid to use her sexuality to get what she wants mm. and her charm yeah I am none of these things, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, down and I am not that charming. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask. My next question was gonna be how much of you, you know, Trish or you, Katie, are in your characters that you're playing. How much or how how much are you like or dislike each of your characters? Um, I'm okay. The main thing with Kesha that I bring to it is my laugh because I have a really crazy laugh, and that sneaks its way in. Everyone who knows me is like, "Oh my god, the laugh." Um, and, uh, other than that, though, actually, I feel like we're both more like Heather. Mm-hmm. In fact, like, there's this scene where Heather and Kesha go to a bar, and Heather tells a guy she's from Sault Ste. Marie, which is a small town, and then this guy that she's talking to is just, like, super judgmental and walks away, and then Kesha says to Heather, don't tell people you're from there, and that's something that a friend of mine, well, she's not really a friend anymore, but some someone said that to me when I first moved to Toronto. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. Nice. I think I'm like more of a Heather in my real life, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I'm my last set in Kesha's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know for, I, I'd say, I, I guess I'm a mix. I can relate to both, mm-hmm. um, in certain ways. And sometimes I'm more confident and more, um, to the point with people. And sometimes if I'm a little bit, um, more polite because I feel awkward around them and then I do go and complain to a friend or I don't know I think I've got like elements of I can relate mm. to both in a way and and I'm definitely like more confrontational like if I have an issue with someone I will just like bring it up not mm. in like a mean aggressive way I don't think but I'll be like hey this is bothering me mm. so that makes me like Kesha because mm. Kesha's not shy yeah they both have their flaws and they both have their really great um, qualities yeah and yeah, are you are are the two characters almost be written almost being handled like two different sides of the same person in some way? 
Mm. You know, that's a really, they kind of do mirror each other. And especially in the last Mm -hmm. episode, um, you see Heather and Kesha kind of in the same, like they kind of do mirror each other. There's this back and forth moment. And you see that both of them are kind of just, they're both two women who it's not like life isn't easy. They're both struggling. They both have their issues and issues and Heather can't blame it all on Kesha. And they are two women, you know, around the same age they just have slightly different values and they just come from different places. Um, but yeah, you could, you could say that like there are similarities between yeah. the two women for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that, you know, I as a, a viewer and a fan have started to pick up on different things. Like, I don't know if you guys ever saw coupling from the early two thousands, the BBC series, mm, no, but it's, no. there's three guys <laughs> and three girls and, you know, there's a pair, like a couple here, and but the more you watch it, the more you start to realize that there's really only one male character, and then the three guys each play a different facet of the same guy, and then the same with the women. So there's like the the trampy one of each, the thoughtful one of each, and then the just flat ass crazy one of each. You know? Yeah, and I think that Trish made a good point when she said like, um, that there's both of the characters you know encompass i think everyone can relate to both of them at some point or another because kesha's super irresponsible and at some point or another we've been irresponsible and Mm -hmm. heather's super you know kind of more put together in her own way and but she could also be masking stuff yeah hiding things and i think we've all been there at at one time or another so hopefully people relate to them that's so far so good well that's Um, good yeah yeah. yeah. See, so the fact that you both have a slight psych background comes through in that conversation right there, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so let me ask you this, then. As you guys, you, you're co-writing it, and you well, I mean, you came up with the concept together, you're writing it together, and you're acting in it together. Give me an idea real quick. I mean, how do you guys have, like, all the episodes planned out, and you sit down and write them together? Do you write them apart from each other and then come together? Give me an idea real quick about the actual creative process, how you guys collaborate, how you work together. Um, so we wrote the series over seven months. Uh, we write together. We uh, have a good flow together. Yeah, we laugh so much. Like, and we're, like, actually surprisingly, like, there were very few times when we, it didn't just, the conversations didn't just come out and flow, and where we... Like, I can't even remember a time where we ever really disagreed on anything with no. the writing. And the thing with comedy, I don't, like, I don't know how you could really write comedy alone. Like, I couldn't because you're bouncing jokes off each other. Yeah, you need to riff and, with uh, someone. Yeah, and, like, if it made us laugh, we put it in. And if we didn't laugh, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in terms of, like, the actual plot... We kind of, we wrote it in sequence, sort of episode by episode. Yeah, and we kept adding in different characters, Mm -hmm. um, making the episodes a bit longer. And they all sort of interconnect. So um, if you get a chance to see it, each one flows into the next. Mm -hmm. And uh, and almost every episode has a sort of a guest star. And we got some great actors, uh, Ellen Dubin from uh, Napoleon Dynamite Mm -hmm. and... David Sparrow and AC Peterson, a lot of actors that have been around a long time and have done a lot of uh, film and TV. So mm. we really are happy with them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, John Tench. Yeah, Bobby Del Rio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a great cast. Yeah, yeah. No, it's outstanding. Um, and then so 
let me ask you this then. Were you, I mean, since you both have a, a background in uh, film or television creation, were there things in creating for a web series that you didn't think of or had overlooked or just hadn't considered that caught you off guard, or did everything pretty much go according to plan? Um, it was a lot of work um, because we, so we wrote the scripts over uh, seven months, then we did an Indiegogo campaign where we raised uh, $23,000 Mm-hmm. Um, we threw a huge event to like finish off our campaign, mm-hmm. and then we raised another eight grand through uh, private, private investors. investors. Um, David Carruthers is uh, one of our executive producers as well as Adrenaline Toronto. They both have been v- super generous. And then from there, we went into pre-production, uh, where we were heavily involved in uh, producing the show along with Stephanie Barrett as well and David. Yeah. And I think and Kevin- then we shot it in November and edited it. So, like, it's just, it's a total grassroots project, mm-hmm. and uh, as opposed to, like, we've both had smaller roles on larger shows, but uh, when you're doing all the legwork, uh, I think we've probably put in, thousands, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of hours, Yeah, uh, but just... it's a good, in a good way, like, yeah. not, I'm not complaining about it. Yeah, and um, David Carruthers, the executive producer, he he's been working as an assistant director since, like, Billy Madison. So um, he's just so organized with just production, and he really, like, things ran mm-hmm. so smoothly. Yeah, and getting David on board, he uh, brought a DOP, Russ Guzzi, with him, who's a veteran uh, in film and TV Such for, a like, 30 years. So he really helped me, especially as a first-time director, in terms of different shots and... Uh, making sure the show looked good. Um, so we we had a great team for, yeah. uh, and we got a lot of free stuff. We got free uh, equipment, equipment from CTS. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Minky at CTS, he lent us. You know, a lot of it is from having friendships with these people and just mm-hmm. kind of reaching out or them reaching out to us. And actually, Dan reached out to us, and he said, I'd love to help you. You guys can use whatever equipment you want because yeah. um, he's around our age. And he said, you know, my company's, taking off and I see you guys doing great things so that let's like build this relationship now and help each other out mm-hmm. so he lent us all the lighting gear um, grip gear like we had like endless amounts of gear, yeah. gear because really of his lucky. generosity so yeah if yeah I think like the important for young filmmakers starting out the importance of um, creating uh, friendships not you know, a lot of people are always sort of looking up as to who can help you, but it's really important to look at who your peers are and create friendships with them and look at people who are, you know, a little less experienced than you and help them out when you can. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the right thing to do, but also, you know, this experience has showed us you just never know when that is going to come around and help you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were, we've been overwhelmed. I think our executive producer, David is trying to get in because the phone keeps ringing. Oh, yeah, stand by one second. Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> he, can, he can be a little special guest on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing a, we're doing a production meeting after this. We're always um, planning things. So we have a big lunch party coming up, and that's um, – we've been, we've been um, just getting sponsors together for it and just, yeah, working hard trying to promote the show and, and to plan this party. Cool. Well yeah. – 
let's see here. Give me an idea what you're doing to promote. I mean, because I, I talk to a lot of people, whether it's comic books or independent film or whatever, and I'm interested in hearing how people are trying to get the word out about their projects, especially since, you know, everybody's got, uh, you know, we're not, none of us are Disney, so we're all out there trying to make person-to-person contact or whatever. So what are you guys doing to kind of get the word out? So we're doing things like this, like podcasts, um, magazine interviews we're doing. We did a, a popular entertainment show called eTalk that airs this week. Radio, um, we're holding that launch party. So anyone who shares the show on social media and then RSVPs gets an invite. The fir- oh. Well, the first 500 Yeah, first people. 500. <laughs> <laughs> um, to our launch party, we're holding it at a film studio, Revival 629 Film, film Studios. studios. Where, uh, we have a beer sponsor, Steamwhistle Brewery in Casadea Vineyard. Yeah, and then we have, um, we'll have red carpet interviews. We'll have um, red carpet photos. Mm-hmm. And then everyone who comes to the party will end up posting their photos to social media. We'll tag the show. We'll tag whatever project, you know, whatever they're involved in, they're you know, if we have some of the sponsors come out, we'll tag their company. So it's all part of the marketing plan, nice. but also just a lot of fun. Yeah. And then we're also doing YouTube ads and Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, money left. So actually our meeting tonight is looking over the analytics and sort of reassessing uh, how to allocate the money, making sure we're making the best decisions we can. So we're learning a lot about that process as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, so far in, you guys, you're having a pretty positive experience then, huh? Yeah, it's been a great business learning experience and an experience. Uh, we're learning a lot about marketing. Hi, David. Oh, no, David, say hi. Say hi. David Carruthers, our exec producer, just arrived. Hey, hi. Hello, David. This is Jeremy. He's in uh, California. California. Hey, Jeremy. How are you? Doing well, David. How are you? I'm great, thank you. So, yeah, David's been like, he's basically like an angel, he worked on Billy Madison. Yeah, he's the one that we said started out on um, back in the yeah, back on a- Billy Madison and him, has been working him, since then. Ask him for some dirt. Uh. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> you hear me? Yeah. I can just tell you that Adam Sandler's a great guy. <laughs> for some reason, I, I didn't want to hear that, though. I, I don't know why. He's a, really, he's a really rich guy and he's a really nice guy. Well, that's the important part. At least, you know, if you're going to be rich, at least be uh, nice, I guess, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just, we're, just, we're neither of those things. I was going to say, just just the four of us talking, I don't want, yeah. I don't ever want word to get out, but I really don't like rich people that much. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, well, the older I get, the less I like them, too. Yeah. I think it's called cynicism. Yeah. Pretty familiar with that one. Um, so, guys, what... Nice talking to you, Jeremy. I'll let you go. All right. Well, thank we're, you. We're still here. We're still here. Okay. Well, I, we'll wrap up real quick then, but um, give me an idea. What's the running time of your episodes? Uh, four to five, five minutes. minutes. And the whole series is, I think, 56 minutes total if you binge watch the whole thing. Okay. Season. So you could basically take that and make a pilot or, you know, kind of a yeah, long running pilot out of it. Kind of the, yeah, the plan. it's like more or less a proof of concept, and yeah. uh, we would love to get picked up. Yeah, so if anyone's listening, yeah, we've been <laughs> send me- us your offers now. We've been well, we've been meeting with uh, some uh, networks and stuff, and uh, getting some positive feedback. But we mm-hmm. try to proceed with guarded optimism because you just you never know. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. We're we're trying to enjoy the process. You know, sometimes yeah. you can if you focus too much on the outcome, you can put so much pressure on yourself. Um, that it, 
you you forget to sort of enjoy the moment. Enjoy and the moment. I think, you know, we've worked really hard, so we're just trying to continue to focus on what we have control over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe someday we will we'll have a show, but uh, if not, we'll just continue uh, with living with roommates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the rest of our lives. well, at least, at least <laughs> you have a fallback yeah. plan. And hopefully make a second season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a fallback plan, and you didn't do that whole pesky become a doctor thing to get in the way. Yeah. I yeah. guess you could always go back and do that. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've I'm in too deep. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point you're committed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty committed to this. Yeah, yeah, we're all in. Yeah, oh, all cool. of our friends are uh, at the point where they're getting married and, and buying houses, and, and we're making a web series, but well, having a great time doing it. So. Yeah, we're uh, we're making a web series. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that we're doing. Sometimes people's faces, like I was yeah. back home a couple months ago, and this one lady, my dad's friend, asked me what I was doing. And I have a day job, but I was like, I'm, I'm, you know, we're making this web series. She's it's like, called My Roommates and Escort. And she was like, Huh. Yeah. And just like nodded and looked at me like there was something wrong with Yeah, me. I love that. Like, <laughs> so, um, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's actually cool. <laughs> but for the most part, everyone's been, I'm, yeah, yeah so supportive. And I just went home for a visit and everyone there was excited about it. So, no, that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah I- it's really nice to hear the feedback. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can, I've, I was riding around and my dad with me for a couple hours today. And I was listening to podcasts that I listened to, and one of mine went into rotation. Oh, that's and, such a great moment. Yeah, and my dad goes, that's you. And I'm yeah. He goes, where can I hear this at? And I go, uh, on your phone? He goes, oh, it's not like on the radio or something? And I'm just kind of like, you know, <laughs> right, right, you're just like right on the edge. You just, you know, fuck off. Get out of my car, okay? Yeah, that's success if you're on the radio. But you know what? Yeah. I think that the internet is getting more and more respect. Yeah. You know? Oh, it, doing, it absolutely like, doing a is. a podcast or a web series now is the time to do it because it is respected as a, you know, we've been in... Like we've had some real, like a really great review in the Globe and Mail, and it's actually being respected as mm-hmm. a television show. Yeah, we're being uh, the, Glo- like, the Globe yeah. and Mail is a national newspaper here in Canada. Uh, you probably have never heard of it, but um, you know we've been getting uh, the same attention as some as, um, as mainstream shows. Uh, shows so yeah. it just goes to sh- I think, it, and that's you know that's just changing here there aren't many of our peers who've had that opportunity so we're super grateful that we're getting that kind of attention mm-hmm. and uh, i think it'll change more and more hope for, yeah. hopefully yeah yeah the web's perspective yeah okay. yeah world wide web mm-hmm. that's awesome well do this then please let me know as episodes come out and well, they're, they're, oh they're all out <laughs> oh they're all out you re- released yeah, them all we just oh them. we just Threw them all out there on on Monday. See, yeah. like I said, I wish I had had more time to do some research before we started. No, on this. we super appreciate you yeah. talking to us. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Well, but at least keep me when you let let out press releases. Please send them to me as well. Then. Yeah. Oh, we will. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've had a blast talking to you guys. If you ever want to come back on, just let me know. Sure. Okay. And keep in touch over Twitter and that sort of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, let it and let us know if we can help you at all. If there's yeah. anybody we know that you'd want on the show, or 
if there's you know we if there's anything we can do for you, oh, we'd be more than happy to. Well, I, yeah. appreciate, I appreciate the offer, and that's kind of the cool thing about how show business is working in Canada now is that you've got your like your Ontario group, your Toronto group, and your Vancouver yeah. group, and it's really those two central locations. And everybody seems to know everybody. If you're talking about somebody who works in Vancouver, they all know each other. You know, yes, if, if you're talking that is about, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's a small world. Yeah, it Canada, really it's like there's like five people up here. We're, we're all friends. <laughs> I wasn't trying to go that specific about it, but I do live in a state that has as many people yeah. as your whole country, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, no, it is. yeah we all kind of know each other, which is a good thing in this case because... You know, if you're trying to get the word out about something, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good, you know. But I, but certainly we both love California as well. Yes, and, we would uh, love to come stay on your couch if you're looking for roommates. <laughs> yeah. um, not not necessarily regret. roommates because we do have a couple of dogs, but um, I do have a couch in my studio you could share. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Are there any film festivals going on in your city? Uh, no, but maybe I should start one. Yes, yes. that one. We'll submit. Start yeah. a web festival. And then we'll come and stay on your couch with there your you, dogs. There we'll you go. We'll walk your dogs for It'll you. be like your worst decision, the worst decision of oh. your life. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you guys, if you want to yeah, see a stack of worst decisions, I'll write mine out for you sometime. Okay, yeah, we would yeah. love that. <laughs> I've got a bunch. Tell us that over tea when yeah. we stay on your couch. Um, so the missus and I are actually going to go to Vancouver this summer for my birthday. Beautiful. Oh. You won't regret that. That's, That's a great that's what I keep hearing, and I keep going like, you know, you know what I should do because every time I call to check on a hotel rate, and then when they convert it to American for me, I'm like, I'm almost a millionaire up there. I should probably just move up there. Yeah, you probably <laughs> yeah. should. Yeah. yeah, it's like our dollars is low yeah. right now. When I shop online, mm-hmm. oof, you're getting hit. I yep. think I'm paying a hundred dollars for a pair of boots, and it's like a hundred eighty dollars American when I get the bill. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, that's that's the reverse of the awesomeness I felt. Um, I don't know if you guys. There's a filmmaker in Vancouver. Uh, o. Corbin Salican did a movie called um, uh, Patterson's Wager, and okay. Fred Awanek actually Fred Awanek from Corner Gas starred in it. Oh! If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's a really good movie. It was available on Amazon here in the states. I don't know about up there. But okay, okay. When it when it hit DVD. I wrote to him, and I said, you know, hey, I'd love a copy of that. Um, you know, of course, I want it signed because it's going up on my wall where all my signed memorabilia goes with my guests. So he and Fred signed it, and then he sent me the invoice for the shipping because, look, it's expensive to ship stuff from Canada to California. Yeah. So I got the bill, and then I paid mm-hmm. it, and then when it actually came through and it was only like 70% of what it showed, I was like, I'm going to have them start, is- yeah, I'm gonna have them start shipping me my groceries, too. Just get everything shipped to you from Canada. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Not not bad at all. And it especially works for you guys because it wouldn't take as long. Yeah. That's that's true. Always I used to live on the border. I lived in Sault Ste. Marie. It's actually, um, that's where my character is from and that's where I'm from. And um, it's a border town. So I used to spend a lot of time in Michigan growing up because of the... Actually, everything was always always seemed cheaper over there. Like prices were a lot lower. Oh yeah. Even though we had to pay more with the exchange, the prices were a lot lower. So Wild. yeah, I spent a lot of time shopping in Michigan growing now, up. Now, Sault Ste. Marie is that one of the Sioux that is spelled S A U L T? Yes. Yeah. Or we spell it the Sioux, S O O, 
as like that's like the slang. Gotcha. Like, that's pretty much how everyone like when we're yeah that's there's how a, we always. There's talk. a few jokes about the Sioux in the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we made it. We kept it close keeping to home, it, keeping it real. Yeah. yeah. Right. What you know. That's yeah. kind of awesome. Uh, just as a quick aside before we wrap up, uh, my wife and I actually do a corner gas uh, show as well where we, oh, cool. we watch it and do commentary. And we actually had to bring in a Canadian co-host because we found out we were missing out on a shit ton of jokes just because we didn't know the culture or specifics. Oh, yeah. interesting. That's so interesting because we like to like we think that our culture isn't that much different than American culture, but I think there are actually a fair amount of uh, differences distinctions between the two oh, yeah. i don't know but then again like when i go to the states i don't really it doesn't feel that different to me no no and i find that i find americans to be like friendlier than yeah Cana- same here than canadians they're and, really friendly in florida my dad has a place there yeah. and uh i vacation there and everyone's so, so nice, nice there yeah. fantastic i think it's the sunshine yeah probably yeah, yeah. you guys are Getting your vitamin D. Exactly. Uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, first off, thank you very much for coming on, but why don't you tell us where we can find all your stuff online again? Okay, www.myroommatesandescort.com. Instagram, at myroommatesandescort. Twitter, at escortroommate. Facebook, just find our page, My Roommates and Escort. And you can find us individually on Twitter as well, at Katie Allman. And at Trish Rainoni. <laughs> I hope you like that. Wow, you guys have practiced that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, we've said it a few times yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, hey, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having us, Jeremy. Uh, the pleasure was ours, truly. Yeah, that yes, was, it was. It was a blast. And for everybody listening, go check out My Roommates and Escort. And remember to check us out, geekishcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. We'll catch you all next time. Geekish Cast is a Vias and Victor production and is part of the Astro Panda Productions Network. You can find us now on SoundCloud and on Blog Talk Radio. Our theme music is taken from the song Out to Get Mine by Reign of Zeus. Check them out at reignofzeus.net.